Yes, thank you for staying with us tonight for day 11 of Luke December Challenge 2022 on Gospel Burst Radio. The challenge is uh, an annual challenge in the month of December uh, where we read through all the 24 chapters in the Gospel account according to St. Luke in the month of December. Thanks to all those who have read and tonight reading our dear sister Mercy joining us here from Lagos to read Luke at chapter 11. Now over to you, Mercy. Thank you very much. Good evening. My name is Mercy Umeni. I'll be reading Luke chapter 11 from verse 1 to the end and I'll be reading from King James Version. I read, And it came to pass that he was praying in a certain place. When he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, that will be done as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, Lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, Though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you, that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, Will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If he then be evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? And he was casting out a devil, and it was dumb. And it came to pass, when the devil was gone out, the dumb speak, and the people wondered, but some of them said, He casted out devils through Bezebub, the chief of the devils. And others tempted him, sought of him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against the house falleth. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Bezebub, and if I by Bezebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. Chapter verse 20. And if, but if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, it taketh from him all his armor, 
wherein he trusted and divided his spoils. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and finding none, he said, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the, last, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. And it came to pass, as he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bare thee, and the paps which thou hast sucked. But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. And when the people were gathered thick together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. They seek a sign, and there shall no sign be given it, but the sign of Jonas the prophet. For as Jonas was a sign unto the Ninevites, so shall also the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonas. And behold, a greater than Jonas is here. No man, when he had lighted the candle, puts it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thy eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thy eye is evil, the body also is full of darkness. Take it therefore that ye take it therefore that the light which is in thee be not darkness. 36. If thy whole body therefore be full of light, having no path dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. And as he spake, a certain Pharisee besought him to dine with him. And he went in and sat down to meet. And when the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that he had not first watched before dinner. And the Lord said unto him, Now do ye Pharisees make clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but your inward part is full of ravening and wickedness. Ye fools, did not he that made that which is without make that which is within also? But rather give hands of such things as ye have, and behold, all things are clean unto you. But woe unto you, Pharisees, for ye teach mint and roll and all manner of herbs, and pass over judgment and the love of God. This ought ye to have done 
and not to leave the other undone. Woe unto you, Pharisee, for ye love the uppermost seats in the synagogue and greetings in the market. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are as graves which appear not, and the men that walk over them are not aware of them. Then answered one of the lawyers and said unto him, Master, thus saying, Thou reproachest us also. And he said, Woe unto you also, ye lawyers, for ye laid men with burdens, grievous to be born, and you yourselves touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe unto you, for you build the sepulchres of the prophets, and your fathers killed them. Truly ye bear witness that ye allowed the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed killed them, and he built their sepulchre. Therefore also said the wisdom of God, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them they shall slay and persecute. 50. That the blood of all the prophets, which was shed from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation, from the blood of Abel, unto the blood of Zacharias, which perished between the altar and the temple. Verily I say unto you, it shall be required of this generation. Woe unto you, lawyers, for ye have taken away the key of knowledge. Ye entered not in yourselves, and them that were entering in ye hindered. 53. And as he said these things unto them, the scribes and the Pharisees began to urge him vehemently and to provoke him to speak of many things. 54 the last verse, laying wait for him and seeking to catch something out of his mouth that they might accuse him. This is the word of the Lord. And yes, thank you so very much, Mercy, for reading Luke uh, chapter 11 for day 11 of Luke December Challenge 2022 on GospelBestRadio.com. Now let's go on a treasure hunt. Let's go on a treasure hunt to uh, to find the treasures in Luke 11. Of course, we are not uh, we are not going to identify all the treasures. I doubt if anyone can identify all all the treasures in Luke 11. We have identified just four uh, four of them, and if you have found other treasures please do share with us uh for the purpose of this program we are sharing four of the treasures that we have identified from uh luke chapter 11 most of the treasures that we have found today we are we are we are presenting in the form of a question and the first one is this are you confident to say thy will be done are you confident to pray that prayer saying thy will be done of course we know that Luke 11 is where we have that model prayer the model prayer that our lord commended to his disciples which are nowadays uh, is popularly referred to as the lord's prayer and of course you know the second verse of Luke 11 our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the most important prayer that any Christian uh, could pray. Lord, thy will be done. And we're asking the question, are you confident to pray saying thy will be done? 
And I know that for many Christians, I tend to struggle with this uh, because, of course, uh, before you go to the Lord in prayer, you have a desired outcome. You have your own desires as well. You have your idea of what you want and you say it to him. And if you are reminded by the Holy Spirit to qualify your prayers with thy will be done, uh, sometimes a Christian says to himself, ah, does that mean God will not answer my prayer? What if God's will is not what I want? Hey, and that's the point. Is that if God's will is not what you want, I challenge you this evening to rather want what God wants than to get what you want. I, I challenge you to rather want and desire what God wants rather than getting what you want. Because, of course, you know this from Proverbs, uh, from Proverbs 11, there is a way that seems right to man. You know that, right? There is a way that seems right to man but the end thereof is what? It's death. It's death. So uh, if it happens that what God wants, what God wants, what is God's will is different from what you want, I, 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 I challenge you to rather want and desire and accept what God wants for you rather than getting what you want for yourself. And of course, you can take, you can take confidence in knowing that he will not withhold any good thing from those who walk with him. Yeah, Psalm 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does it withhold from those who walk blameless. From those whose, whose work is blameless. Those who walk with him, he will not withhold any good thing from him. That is his nature. That is his nature. And of course, from from, from um, Luke eleven thirteen as well. Luke eleven thirteen. after the Lord gave the parable, you know, the parable of that, of that man who went to his friend saying, look, I have a visitor open, I need this, I need that. The Lord said something in Luke 11.13 that you should never forget. He described the nature of God. And if you understand the nature of God and you accept the word of Jesus as true from Luke 11.13, then you will readily pray saying, Lord, that will be done. Our Lord said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? We heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. Meaning that even if human beings, as evil as we are, as selfish as we are, as uh, as uh, self-serving as we are, if we are able to give good gifts to the people we love, including our children, how much more uh, will God give uh, good gifts to His children and especially the the Holy Spirit? That's the nature of God. No, He will not withhold any good thing from His people. And then uh, some hundred, some one hundred verse five: For the Lord is good. 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 His love endures forever. So uh, be be. Be eager to ask for his will because he's a good God. He's a good God. He will not withhold anything good from those who ask him. He will not withhold anything good uh, from them. Uh, yes, Proverbs 14, 11, that's the, that's the right portion, not 11, 13. Proverbs 14, 11, that's a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. So, uh, is, so there are two reasons to want the will of God rather than your own will. One, he knows best. He knows best. What you think is right may actually be the way of death. He knows best. So once uh, the Holy Spirit makes it clear to you that the will of God is different from your own will, you should rather say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for making me aware. Thank you, Lord, for not giving me what I want. Uh, there are countless testimonies of Christians who, uh, after God gave them something other than what they initially wanted, they found this, they found themselves thanking God, saying, wow, with the benefit of hindsight, thank God you did not give me what I asked for. Uh, 
he, he knows best. He knows best. And the second reason is what we have mentioned. The second reason to want the will of God, to pray that this will be done, is because he is a good God. That is his nature. That is his nature. He's a good God. He's a good God. Of course, Jeremiah 29, 11 as well. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thought of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. I know the thought that I think toward the thought of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. So that is who he is and all that you will readily pray every day saying, Lord, thy will be done. And yes, the second treasure from Luke 11 from us here in the studio is this. Again, in the form of a question, do you readily forgive? Do you know you have a duty to forgive? I mean, you read through the uh, the Lord's Prayer and you find that in the ultimate sense, the basis for asking forgiveness from God is that you are able to also say to God that, Lord, I have forgiven those who sinned against me. And if you haven't forgiven them, you have no basis for asking for asking God to forgive you. You have no basis for asking God uh, to forgive you. So, do you readily forgive? Do you know you have a duty to forgive? And you, of course, you must never forget uh, the teaching of our Lord on forgiveness from Matthew 18, uh, verses 21 to 35. You know, the story of that servant who, who owed the king 10,000 talents. The king forgave him his debt, but he would not forgive. He would not forgive uh, a fellow servant who owed him uh, a lesser sum. He would not forgive. But when, when the king heard about this, we read from Matthew 18, he called the first servant, he called him, you, you wicked servant, you wicked servant. And you see, that is what, uh, that is the way the Lord uh, would regard anyone who comes to him in prayer, who has not forgiven others. The Lord will look at you and say, you wicked man, you wicked woman. I mean, every day I forgive you, you come to me, pleading the blood of Jesus, I wash you clean of your unrighteousness, but you will not forgive those who have offended against you, wicked servant. That's what uh, the king called him. I cancelled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just I had on you? The king handed him over to the jailers to be tortured. And Jesus concluded in Matthew 18, uh, 35. I mean, listen to this. Jesus said, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart, from your heart. Don't forgive him because, well, I need to go to God in prayer. I need to be able to tell God that I've forgiven. If you do not forgive your brother from your heart, from deep within you, uh, then uh, your heavenly father will treat you as a wicked servant, somebody who would not be granted audience before God. And you see, I mean, think about it again. Imagine a world where we have all taken to heart this teaching of Jesus Christ. Where we forgive easily. Imagine how peaceful the world will be. Imagine how, how peaceful, how how free, how devoid of evil uh, the world would be. So the second treasure this year from Luke 11 from us and the students this uh, reminder uh, in a question from a rhetorical question do you readily forgive? Do you know you have a duty, a duty to forgive? And then the third treasure from us here in the studio from Luke 11 is this. Again, in the form of a question. Are you satisfied with having only this day's bread? Are you satisfied with having only this day's bread? 
And I know that even if you want to answer yes to that, uh, you you will think twice about it. But that's exactly what our Lord taught us to ask in prayer. Not to ask for tomorrow, not to ask for the day after tomorrow, not to ask for 10 years time, not to ask for the future, but to ask saying, give us day by day our daily bread. Give us day by day our daily bread. Not say, give us uh, a huge store of bread that we that will hunger no more. That's not the prayer that Jesus asked us to pray. Jesus has taught us to pray, saying, give us day by day our daily bread. And the Holy Spirit is asking you tonight, are you satisfied with having only this, this bread? Be careful what you answer, right? If you say you are satisfied, maybe God, maybe God will only give you a day by day your daily bread. And then maybe you are afraid. Oh, let me not answer yes. Otherwise, just, just uh, the Lord will just apportion to me day by day my daily bread. But you know what? If that is what the Lord apportions to you, you are the richest of all, all men. You are the richest of all people. If you have the assurance of, your, of having your needs covered day by day, you are the richest of all men. It may not sound so, but I tell you, uh, there is nothing greater than that. There is nothing greater. There is nothing more satisfying than having the assurance that you will have your daily needs met. And that's the promise. That's the promise that Christ has given us. He said, do not worry about all these things because you know it is the eating, the unbelievers who labor after all these things. But you just seek first the kingdom of God and every other thing will be added to you. Every other thing, everything you need will be added, will be added unto you. Uh, and of course... When Jesus, Jesus wants us to be satisfied with what he gives us day by day. He has promised that uh, we will not go uh, begging, we will not go uh, hungry, we, 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 our face will not be covered with shame. He wants us to be satisfied. It is not that you should not be industrious. It is not that you should not uh, be industrious and thrifty. No. What the Lord is saying is that you should not be preoccupied with piling up riches. You should not be preoccupied with the with, with tomorrow. You should not be preoccupied with January. You should not be preoccupied with 20, 24, 25, 26, 23, December. I know. I mean, there are, there are some people now who are losing sleep over what's going to happen next December. They say, look, if we do this now, then what, what, what are we going to celebrate next December? How are we going to say, or, or even about January? The Lord says, day by day, day by day, ask for your daily bread. Yes, be industrious. Yes, be thrifty. Yes, uh, be as prudent as possible, but do not be preoccupied with tomorrow. Do not be preoccupied with tomorrow. Otherwise, you take your eyes away from your duty to your fellow human beings. If you take your eyes away from dedicating yourselves to God's service, when you have when, when you have become preoccupied with uh, with tomorrow. And I think the best prayer that anyone could pray is the prayer in Proverbs thirty-eight. Proverbs thirty-eight. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and deny you, saying, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and profane the name of God. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Oh, the man who can pray that, the man who truly means that, is the man who knows the Lord. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. I mean, I'm not going out begging. And by bread, it's not only food. It means everything you need today. Today, the assurance that you have what you need today should be sufficient. I pray God will give us uh, such a faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. And from us here in the studio, the third treasure from Luke 11 is this. Thrones are never empty. Thrones are never empty. There is always someone 
on the throne and that includes the throne of our hearts there's always someone on the throne and that includes the throne of our hearts thrones are never empty even when uh, a a king has died and uh, a new king has not been installed thrones still are never empty you'll always have even in human affairs a group of people acting uh, for the crown uh, during what is usually called the interregnum thrones are never empty and that that lesson our lord taught us in luke 11 when he said about about the demon possessed saying that uh, and please listen to this From verse 24, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest, and finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. That's what happens uh, when uh, demonic powers look into a man's heart and they find the throne unoccupied. They go in there and occupy the throne. Thrones are never left empty. You leave, you leave a throne unfilled. You find people struggling uh, to fill it. Thrones are never empty. There's always someone on the throne and that includes the throne of our heart. So please uh, let Christ be enthroned in your heart. Let him sit firmly on the throne of your heart and then there'll be no place there'll be no place for the devil and next and the final treasure we are we are found in luke 11 tonight is this you should know what attracts god's blessings as well as what attracts his wrath you should know what attracts god's blessings as well as what attracts his wrath and of course, uh, we have we read earlier on about the Beatitudes, uh, the people on whom the Lord pronounced blessings. But now, in Luke 11, we read of those on whom the Lord pronounced curses. curses. And, I, and we are saying right now that it is important to know uh, the things that attract the wrath of God. You should know the things that incur the wrath of God and avoid them. Know the things that incur the wrath of God and avoid them. In verse 42, be reminded that perverting the cause of justice and ignoring mercy attract the curse of God. But what you Pharisees, for you tithe the mint and rue and all manner of herbs and pass by justice and the love of God. This you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Justice and mercy, very important to God. And those who provide the cause of justice, not only on a national scale, not only in the judiciary, but also in everyday matters, those who provide the cause of justice, they incur the wrath of God. And from verse 43, uh, we also know that those who seek attention and glory for themselves, they displease the Lord and they incur the wrath of God. Verse 43, Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces. Those who seek attention and glory for themselves, they displease God and they, they, they incur his wrath. They incur his wrath. And now again, we also read from uh, verse 44 that those who teach people corruption and wrong doctrines under the guise of religion, they also incur the wrath of God. Those who teach people corruption and false doctrines under the guise of religion also incur the wrath of God. Verse 44 of Luke 11, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like graves which are not seen, and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. 
No, they, they, they present themselves as God's servant, as, as God's prophets, as God's priests, as God's ministers, as Christians. Yet, what they teach people is corruption. What they teach people uh, are wrong doctrines. They, uh, they, they, they teach them under the guise of presenting the gospel, under the guise of inviting them to practice religion. Uh, may the Lord, may the Lord correct our correct our leaders. May the Lord correct us. May the Lord uh, remove the curse uh, from those on whom uh, it is attached. In the name of Jesus, so be careful what you teach people. Do not corrupt his church. Do not corrupt his people. Do not teach wrong doctrines under the guise of presenting the gospel. A curse is attached to it. And of course, again, we also read from verse 46 that uh, there is a curse on those who add to the burden of the lost people who add to the burden of the lost people beyond what uh, the Lord has prescribed what you also lawyers for you Lord men with burdens hard to bear and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers you know you ask people uh, to fast for 70 days when perhaps you yourself you've not been fasting you ask people to fast for 7 days when perhaps you yourself you are not fasting uh, you uh, you guilt you you guilt them into into going through those fasts when perhaps you have not been led by the holy spirit to institute the fast but you guilt them into into observing those fasts when you have not been led by the holy spirit to institute those fasts uh, and so many other things you guilt them into giving even what they do not have some some people will guilt people into and i'm just using guilt you know uh uh with with some bit of poetic license because it, it, it's a common expression in the in the culture nowadays i know you tell people to bring uh, so much from their savings uh, to go and sell their lands or sell their cars and sow into your ministries, uh, you know, and then saying that that's the way to attract God's blessing. That is adding burdens to people uh, beyond what God, what Jesus has prescribed. That attracts uh, the wrath of God. It definitely attracts the wrath of God. Let us be mindful of that. Let us be mindful of that. The Lord said, Woe to you, uh, lawyers, you load men with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one finger. I pray the Lord will interpret this word more fully into our hearts in Jesus' name. If you have found any other treasure from Luke 11, please do share with us. And if you want to comment on any of the treasures we have identified tonight, also please share with us on WhatsApp or using any of using any of the notes, any of the forms on our page. Thank you so very much for joining us tonight. We look forward to having you again with us tomorrow for day 11, for day 11 of Luke December Challenge 2022. Thank you once again, mercy. God bless you. God bless you. Very good. I'll leave you with this. I love you, Lord. One of the uh, old gospel songs from the early 2000s or late uh, 1990s. I love you, Lord. God bless you. Have a fantastic night rest. After this, we are going to have a replay of uh, day 10, day 8, day 9, and the 8th of Luke December Challenge 2022. God bless you. God bless you. Very good.